Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, let's jump right in to Salt Lake. Uh, I would say quite an episode, but I still feel like we're getting a slow build up to what we were shown at the very beginning of the season. But we start off with maybe the quickest apology ever in Housewife history. Whitney walks out to like the patio area where they're decorating for Monica's birthday. And they were talking about her and they very quickly say, you know, what was up with that? Or Heather's like, I didn't like the way you're talking to me. And she's like, I'm sorry. And it was a very quick, I'm sorry. It wasn't like you may be mad or people were yelling at me. She, Gabby Aiden would be proud. It was just a very quick, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that. We, I want to give her like a certificate. The Thank Gabby you. apology certificate. And truthfully, more housewives could take note from that because like things in life, you got to pick your battles. And a lot of the battles we pick in Housewives or that Housewives pick aren't ones worth fighting, even though it gives us all the drama. It's not worth it. So good for you, Whitney. Yeah. I think also it, like it throws off your, I don't want to say enemies, but the person you're fighting against, like it really threw Heather off. She didn't know what to say. Um, and even kind of threw in there, like never do it again. Like the way she said it was almost a little like threatening. And I'm like, oh, now you look like the bad guy. So there's a lot of power and a great apology. I still like there's so many parts of this episode, like had we not known or heard all of the things that we have heard about Monica suing Beauty Lab. Allegedly. Allegedly. All of this would seem almost like a really endearing breakthrough moment for the women. Like they're throwing this birthday party for Monica. She gets teary eyed saying how much she appreciates it. And, you know, just how like she's just really overcome with emotion and gratitude. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. Except like in the back of my head, I'm like. It's wild to me you're crying to these women knowing you've you're like you've sued one of them allegedly. Allegedly. I yeah. mean, we are suspecting that the big reveal that we've been waiting for that Abby had mentioned that was teased in the beginning of the season, the phone call that Heather receives, that it's going to reveal the fact that Monica has sued Heather. So, assuming that's true, that is wild and next level like kind of psychotic behavior. I mean, a la like her mentor, Jen Shaw. I do think like if, you know, this is all what we're hearing. So we're going into this with a different point of view. It makes me question everything that she does and says. Like, is this all just a big manipulation and a lie? Um, Even, you know, she invites Lisa to come meet her family, which I thought that was really bizarre. And because I'm like, you just now, like in the last like week, have been to a point where you can be in the same room with this person. And now you want her to like meet your part of this really, yeah, this like intimate moment of family you haven't seen forever. And it was so weird in the back of my head. I'm like, somehow she doesn't see the family. Like that was going on in the back of my head. Like she's asking Lisa as this goodwill gesture, knowing that she's not going to have to like actually make Lisa go. No, it was very strange to me when I saw that. I was like, okay, I get it's a reality show. So we're making storyline or whatever. However, I'm like, Heather would have made the most sense despite assuming she wasn't being sued. Right. But because they planned the trip together. The she, whole point like, of the trip was for her to see family. Yeah, yes. Like, celebrate her birthday like, and that. Yeah. She did the whole, like, set up the birthday party. Like, that to me would have made more sense. And Monica, who needs an ally, I feel like 
Heather is one who would be somewhat persuaded. However, as we see as the episode progresses, I guess Lisa honestly may have been her best option. What was your take about, so the women are getting ready to go to a little private part of Bermuda to have drinks on the beach and a picnic for Monica's birthday. And all of a sudden, Monica kind of asks about her daughter, Heather's daughter's sex life. I thought it was really inappropriate to ask about it because Heather's daughter is 18, 19. Like this is like, she's an adult. If she wants to have consenting sex, like she can, you know, like it's not like, it's not like you're asking as a 14 year old, but still like in my mind, like 18, 19, you might legally be adult, but you are not mentally, emotionally, like there's a lot of life you still have to live and figure out for yourself. I think it's really inappropriate. If somebody, if that was Monica's daughter at 18 or 19 and someone was asking about it, I think she would have been really offended by it. And I give Heather a lot of credit for just saying, I'm not going to talk about my daughter's sex life. She didn't say like, well, I hope she's still a virgin or she better be or anything. She just like, I'm not going to talk about it. And I think for her daughter, if she watched the show, I'm assuming they do. If that were my mom, I'd be like, wow, I'm really proud of her. Cause she didn't say anything that would make it feel like it's shameful if I have, or that would imply that, you know, I'm not sexually active or I am like, I just, I think it was really good the way she shut it down. I think it was really inappropriate that it was even asked about. And then she's like, oh, I thought you were a bad Mormon. I'm like, well, she's not a bad mom. Yeah. I think those are two of the same things. I kind of get the bad Mormon aspect as we get into that fight later on in the episode. However, in this particular scenario, in this instance, especially as a girl mom myself, I would never talk. That's like no one's business. And like, I think as moms, we are so protective of our children, regardless of how you, what you want to know about their sex life. I'm with you. It was completely inappropriate. Also, she doesn't know her kids. It's like also different. It's like, she's like, oh, Chris Jenner. I mean, okay. Those are completely yeah. different playing fields. Her kids are on a show. Like that's completely different versus her daughters who, I mean, they're telling us about how they're being bullied. So you think she's going to go right. on here and talk about her sex yeah, life? Yeah, let no. me let, let me talk about my daughter's sex life so people can either call her a prude or call her a slut. It's like, you know, because it's not like it's going to come out like in a positive light for her daughter either way. I th- I mean, it's wild to me too. It's like, Monica, you have four daughters. Do you want someone talking about their sex life when they're in college? No. No, you don't. So bravo, Heather Gay, on that scenario. Let's talk about the panic attack that Monica had. So in the car, she runs out, immediately is crying, hyperventilating, goes into the bathroom. Lisa Barlow follows her, is telling her to take deep breaths. And essentially she finds out that she can no longer see her family who she has not seen in 30 years that are in Bermuda. Um, you know, Monica has since gone on to Twitter. She in Instagram, she's saying a couple different things. She said this, she said, production spoke with my family in Bermuda, communicated with them, met with them in Bermuda, went to their homes and visited them, signed stuff for my birthday and everything. So people claiming I don't have family there or it was a lie, continue to believe what they wish. It will not change the truth. She also basically said her mom did not have anything to do with it. She says that as well. Because And then on the show, she kind of alludes to the fact like, why yeah, would you do this her mom, me? exactly. Yeah. I, this is... I don't know. I don't know what to believe. There's a lot of things with Monica where I'm like, I truly don't know. Um, 
I could see her building the storyline up, production following through on it, and her all the like while telling her family, like, don't worry, you're not actually going to have to be on camera. Like, we'll make sure it falls through. I don't know. I just think like it's bizarre. So if it wasn't your mom and if production did go and they signed these things, like, do they just have a change of heart? Like, and what prompted that? I don't know. It, it seems a little suspect to me. Here's the thing. And I, I do feel like if I were Monica's shoes, I'm with you. I think as we kind of del- delve into the remainder of this episode, there's a lot of things that I'm like, okay, things aren't quite adding up. However, if I had not seen family in 30 years. I don't think I'd want my our first our first interaction to be on camera. I think that's like a situation where you go see them, visit, and then like you come back and tell the women or Lisa, like you guys share about the lunch or whatever you had. Like I wouldn't want that on camera. So I can understand the family getting kind of spooked by that aspect because it's you're already being vulnerable to opening your home to someone who, even though you're blood, you don't know each other. Let's be real. Right. Yeah, it's been 30 years. Not only do that, to do it in front of production crew, that's a lot of stress and anxiety. My heart broke for her in that moment because I know genuinely how much she wants, like, that family connection. Like, she really is yearning and searching for that. However, I do understand, assuming these are all the reasons why the Bermuda family backed out, it it makes sense to me. I guess I just have a hard time believing that they open their house up to production. I mean, they probably like, you know, production would come in and be like, we're going to have a camera here. Or you're going to be my, like, they probably did the whole run through with them. If they signed all the documents, I mean, I guess they just woke up and like, now that we think about it, we don't want to be on TV. I don't, it just seems odd to me that the timing of it all. And it was moments before she was supposed to go see them, but who knows? Um, then we get to, they have a lunch uh, and they start playing um, Mary fuck kill. I think, my favorite moment of this entire episode, which it was a great episode too, was when uh, Lisa Barlow was like, I can't play this game. I, you know, like I'm not gonna, you know, marry, fuck or kill anyone else. And they're like, okay, like what celebrity before they even finished asking the question, Idris Elba, like she was so quick to say that is her guy. And I, you know what? Never judge a book by its cover. I'm a little shocked that Lisa, that was her, that's her number one celebrity hall pass. Yeah, I would not have picked chocolate, that honey. Her. I would have yeah. not, but honestly, I love that for her. I, I love that fantasy for her. Get it, Lisa. You know, a little, you know, a little kink there. But I thought the game was really funny. I thought the women, like, I mean, I thought, I, I appreciated the women who went in there and, like, actually played the game. I mean, without, like, overthinking it. It's like, don't make yeah. it weird. I just think it's like, it was fun. It, it was, was fun, fun and it was harmless. I mean, Meredith saying that she would do all three to Seth was like, okay, that's relatable and that's funny. Like, I thought it was really good. Um, it didn't get too uncomfortable. It didn't start a fight like we had at dinner. Uh, then we have Lisa pulling aside Angie to let her know that there are talks of Angie being in the Greek mafia. I also want to give a shout out to production prior, like the scene of Angie trying to get on that, um, like, raft thing oh my god like angie the dom greek mafia question mark greek bikini like i was dying because she was so focused on making sure she didn't fall and it was very relatable honestly watching her we've all been there yeah we've all been there but oh my gosh it's also very funny and so housewives kyle was like seeing snippets of the episode and i was laughing out loud to myself 
thinking like how ridiculous that a storyline is that she is part of the Greek mafia. Like you can't make this If you're up. part of the Greek mafia, you're probably not going on this reality show. I mean, never say never. You would have thought Jen Shaw would have gone on a reality show. But so, yes, sorry. Going back. I think the mafia is a little more. I mean, they've been around decades. I feel like they've got this. They've got their shit down. But mob wives. I don't know. Never say never. Yeah. People love reality TV to hold. I mean, people love the mafia. We got a lot of DMs of people saying they're right there with me and they'd be a mafia wife. So. Okay. Mobster Abby. So tell us more about this, like, reveal and Angie K's reaction. I just like I. She was just like, "What?" I just think it was so funny because it would be like if someone's like, "Abby, we're her, we heard you're part of like a Polish mafia," and it would just you're like, "Wait, what?" You would play um, into it though for as long as you can. Oh, I'd want people to think like, "No, no I know." That's what I'm I, saying. Like the difference. Is, she should have. She should have been like, "Well, been if like, I if I am, you just put yourself at risk, didn't you?" Like sleep with one eye open, Meredith Marks. I would, yeah. And if Angie would have done that, do you know how? iconic that would have been and like the fan base would have just i mean angie k would have just secured a second season <laughs> i mean it would have who been wouldn't brilliant. want her back if she did that it would have been really funny but i know you like i could totally see you oh like God, she should find a stuffed animal horse and cut it off <laughs> put it in a box in <laughs> That's what I would have done. So she's shocked. So essentially, Lisa and Angie immediately are thinking it's Meredith. Meredith and more is about the, the DMs, one. not the more mafia about, piece. Yeah, yeah, but the DMs. It's Meredith. Meredith did this to John Shaw. Do you think which, it was Meredith? Well, I mean, we do have a pattern of DMs randomly popping up saying shit. Here's what I think. Shout out to at Housewives Guy on Twitter, he said the weirdest part about Monica getting anonymous DMs about Angie is that her casting hadn't been confirmed to the public during filming. So why would some rando be sending her tea in the first place? Because the call and is coming Lisa from Lisa said the that's house. what I said. So I personally think, and you said this before, I think it's all Monica. I do too. I think Monica, I think, I think Meredith might have gotten some DMs about some stuff on Angie, like they might have ties to the Greek mafia because I do think like with New Jersey housewives, mafia stuff comes up all the time. I think they're just like, I could see that maybe like, maybe she did get some crazy DM and she was saying it off camera. Cause Meredith Marks, I mean, she is Bobby Fisher and says it off camera. And I think Monica took it and ran with it. And then all of a sudden Monica's getting like just more and more and more and more DMs. I don't know. I mean, it'd be very quick. It'd be air, very easy to prove or quickly disprove if you've filed for bankruptcy, if you owe 137,000 or whatever the amount was like, that's a bold thing to make up. I think the only a math, math, math in. like yeah. it's not that like, if you sit there and try to connect all the dots, it's not math. In. so let's get to the crux of the fight. Cause there was more like details and things revealed. So the women have this amazing pirate theme wench dinner. Monica went all out with the mustache and all some people went with theme and some people didn't also chose to wear, wear very uncomfortable shoes to go into this cave, like underground grotto. Um, it looked cool. Had- I think that's a cool dinner. Yeah. It looks very cool. Um, where Cosman or I, think I forgot what Lisa Cosmos or something. Cosmos, yeah. yeah. He's the waiter. So, you know, they start talking and everything. Um, so initially the heat, like Angie, well, actually it was first Heather, Heather versus Monica about the sex life. The she sex asked life. everyone, when's the last time you had sex? 
See, now I think this was actually a fair question. And this moment, I'm on Monica's side. I think we talk about it all, not we, but like on these housewife shows, they talk about it all the time to say like, this isn't fair because I'm single. Like, I don't know. I don't think that was like a dig at like having sex with like a significant other. I wish I was getting laid more. That's all you have to say. Like I was with Monica on that side and that's where, okay, come on, bad Mormon. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was never there. But all the women, you know, answered. So then Angie was like, okay, I'm going to take the heat off of Heather and Meredith. Why are you sending DMs about me being in the Greek mafia and going off? And then she looks at Monica, like, tell them, tell them what happened. Tell them, you know, like putting her on the spot and is like, spit what you've been saying. And she didn't at first. She let Meredith kind of like, I think she wanted to see what all Meredith was going to reveal to like, maybe somewhat withhold some of the truth to not totally put uh, Meredith on blast. But then Meredith denies all of it. And Monica's like, oh, no, we talked about this. And then Lisa Barlow sees this moment and she's like, if this ain't about me, I'm going to make it about me. And she's I'm like, what a mastermind. Like she spun that so quickly. So now this thing that was supposed to be Angie Kay and Meredith and a little bit of Monica is all Lisa. And yes, you did the exact same thing to me. You're yeah. doing it to Angie. You did it to Jen. I'm going to get my cybersecurity team on this and find now the that IP is, address. That's some rich people shit. I I do. It seems like rich people just have lawyers that they just. Seven. You know, yeah. the Seven lawyers. They can just call at any given time. I don't even have like a lawyer lawyer. We have friends that are lawyers. that will be like, if I got a speeding ticket, I'm like, can you take care of yeah, this? I don't same. even know. I rely on my friends. Yeah. But. but- like it's kind of genius she has a cybersecurity team giving yeah. these storylines and what these women do so i feel like she hired them after last season and her allegations sure. she's like bitch no so oddly enough meredith you can leave meredith is so quiet and so like not reactive i this is where i feel like Monica. She's like, go ahead, you know, investigate me. I'm yes, clean. where there's like a little bit of truth from Meredith, but it all goes to Monica, in my opinion, and how this is going to implode. Like, do you agree with that? Yeah, I I think Meredith's hands are clean. I think she knows better than to create a fake account and to send DMs. Um, but do I, you think them getting together, like Monica's side, like you, we talked about this. I think it was brought up somehow. I don't know to the extent because I don't think Monica's that smart to manufacture this whole conversation and then start sending herself DMs about the mafia and all that. I think something was said that made her think like, oh, this is maybe this is a good idea. This is a storyline. Well, I mean, I feel like she's a master manipulator. So it's like we got to be we got to be on top of her. Yes, we do. And lucky for us, we have one more episode i believe next week is the finale so we hopefully fingers crossed get that phone call reveal and then in january we will have all three parts of the reunion and then vanderpump right behind him i mean what a transition um all right well before we transition into a winter house we are going to take a quick ad break Unwrap the first of many presents this season with Holidays on the House from DraftKings Casino. With hundreds of game prizes and promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players 
who play $5 get $100 instantly in casino credits. What are you waiting for? Cozy up with the classics like slots, blackjack, and roulette, or play exclusive games you'll only find at DraftKings Casino to feel the holiday cheer all season long. Download DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code REALMOMS and get $5, play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That's promo code REALMOMS only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. One per opted-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credit awarded, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. Terms at casino.draftkings.com slash holidays on the house. Restrictions apply. Okay. I don't know how Winter House is still going. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it, When are we ending it, this thing? Come on. Well, I think next week's a finale along Thank with God. the reunion. So we're getting like a bonus uh, episode of Winter House. But Winter House keeps on going and the activities do. But one thing that I appreciate is Brian Benny, who is honestly one of my favorite parts of Winter House. So he makes up with Danielle and he's like, are we cool? I mean, you were in like predator mode last night and like i just laughed at him and she's like well you shouldn't be opening boxes at a party and i'm like danielle girl like, i mean like that's what we're gonna talk about party etiquette really yeah no you <laughs> don't do that and <laughs> somebody is more of the right answer but knowing brian uh he did the right thing we get schwartzy comes back and then Chuck. sam makes an appearance can we also just talk about the number of activities on this winter house I mean, these people are going to bed at 4.30 and they're expecting them to like be just, you know, bright eyed and bushy. To, I mean, they are, they have full schedules. I'm not savvy enough to do this and I wish I was, but a montage of every episode. This is a two week vacation. These <laughs> are like the vacations that most people like, you're either that person or not, where you have an activity every single day, skiing. The sledding, football, football, the bikes, the bikes, the horses, like so many activities. And I enjoy something too, but I'm like, okay, can we like chill? I mean, I'm all for like, I, yeah, I love an activity sprinkled throughout a vacation. And if I'm there for two weeks, I mean, it's a skiing trip. So obviously you want to do some skiing. You're going to want to take a day off. I get maybe like, we're going to go tubing or a horseback ride, but like, can there just be a down day, a spa day? Yes. Or like the theme parties. It's just very interesting to me. I just I'm exhausted for them. That. I'm yeah. exhausted. So Sam makes her appearance. She buzzes right through like the little bumblebee that she is. Bright eyed, bushy tail. Her and Casey were so fake to each other. I'm with Jordan here. I'm like, this People is- knew. Yeah, they knew. <laughs> she knew too. Hence why she's like, oh, I liked her more than I thought. Like, I'm like, can you yeah. guys just own it, that part? But that was entertaining to me. But Corey and Malia of it all. So the streets were talking. They got into, shout out to Bravos and Cocktails, who got this blind, who um, about Malia and Corey seemed very flirtatious. Sam gets wind, I mean, sees it firsthand. She Malia came and in Corey like ready for this. Wrestling yeah. about it. Like, what's your whole take of all that? I think Corey initiates and Sam- Malia responds. I think Sam should be mad at Corey. I don't. I don't think Malia is actually actively flirting. I think she's just, if someone tackled me, I wouldn't be like, 
No. Like if you're playful and then just get up and walk away, like you don't want to, like, I think he has kind of made it where this is their friendship, flirty, whatever it is. I honestly think too, when Malia talked to Sam, her delivery can be a little rough. Like she was saying like, well, I wouldn't get myself in that situation. I'm like, okay, you didn't need to throw the dig. But I think she had a fair point of saying like, look, Court, whatever Corey's telling you, he came to this house saying he didn't have a girlfriend. So he's the one flirting with all the women. We're responding to it, but like, you should be pissed. Don't be mad at me for the tackle. This, I am with you. I had the exact same thought. I'm like, Sam, you are directing your anger at the wrong person. It's Corey's fucking fault. He, oh, these girls are trying to get all over my dick. And she's like, yeah, uh, I knew they, they would. Are. Yeah. I'm like, like, okay. Give me a fucking break. You're not Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much, like, Corey. Like, no, that is not it. So that, like, yes, I'm with you. I'm, like, activated now all of a sudden. I'm just, like, get mad at the man. And this also, the same situation with Alex and Jordan, where, you know, we see in the preview, Danielle is going to get mad at Jordan for talking to Alex. So Alex and, again, so get mad at Alex. But Alex and Danielle have a conversation the conversation, you know, she was activated, mad, but her in this conversation was such, like, I can see right through it as a viewer. I'm like, this is Danny girl trying to play it so fucking cool that she doesn't care, doesn't want any emotions. Well, I thought we were just, you know, friends with amazing benefits. I'm like, no, you want more. You're getting upset and it's okay. Yes. And so he's like, oh, I thought that was well. And so then he has a conversation with Jordan and she gets mad. I'm like, honey, like, you say you don't care, but a lot of emotions are tied to this. And it's like a two-week thing. Like, just let I'm it curious be. to see how it shifted for Danielle at the reunion. One, she will have already, you know, met and hooked up with Joe Bradley. So there's that part of it for the reunion. But, like, is she just going to say, I was just spiraling after a really bad breakup? And I, I think, too, when she said... She's feeling unwanted. I think that's like really the root of it. She needs in this moment coming off of a you know bad breakup. She needs validation that she's still hot. She still can get a guy and the guys still want her. And I think she's just so broken from the breakup that she's thinking like I've I'm defeated and I've been rejected by everyone. And that's why she's just like kind of in this spiral. But I mean, I think Alex, he's attractive. I'll give her that. But, like, I would not be losing my shit over him. No. And I actually thought he was, I mean, yeah, I think he would, I think he played it cool. He's like, dude, this was supposed to be just, like, a fun hookup thing. Like, I didn't want any feels, feelings. Yeah. You know, winter is supposed to be fun. And I'm really, really curious if we're going to find out at the reunion if something happened with him and Jordan. Because Jordan was in, like, in the audience with, when he was on Watch What Happens Live. Like, I don't know if they would, it wouldn't surprise me, I suppose, if they've hooked up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have. Um, One thing I do want to point out is Amanda made Paige DeSorbo proud in that moment where she was like hiding behind the pillar, like peeking out, trying to like eavesdrop. Uh, I love moments where they catch the castmates doing that because I feel like if I were ever on a reality show, that would just be me. I'd be like lurking in the corner. Oh, what absolutely. Are they what yeah. did you think of the roast as someone who's like a jokester? Like, what was your take? Stupid. Of- they were all, like, <laughs> I thought they all did a terrible job. Uh, Brian Benny's the whole, like your jewelry's fake. Did you find it on the same corner? You found Sam. I mean, like, I'm like, what is this? 1997. Like <laughs> there was one, 
I actually thought Katie's was maybe decent. Um, you know, she's like, Corey, I thought you were attractive until you opened your mouth. But like the rest of them, and Malia's actually, I did like what she said. I thought hers was, I mean, hers to me was a roast. Were they all supposed to be just one-liners? To me, a roast like builds and there's a little more to it, but. I guess because everyone was doing it. It's such a weird, again, with the activities, like, I don't know whose idea this is because someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Yeah. As we saw, so. I feel like you can only do roasts like that amongst really, really good friends that like know each other's shit, but like can kind of like say it in a playful way and like kind of make fun of them and it not feel as much of a dig. Like I have a friend who forgets everything. And so like, I love like, like, do you remember when we walked into the this restaurant called and it will be whatever restaurant we're currently at just because she forgets everything like those type of things. Like if I were to roast her, I would throw in like. Yeah. You know, that she's been suffering from like, I mean, you, know, you would run the snoring. You're like, oh, like, yeah. Like Vanessa they- snores so bad that I have to get, you know, <laughs> a separate hotel room. And like, we all have little, like just little things that, you know, it would be, nobody would be offended by it, but you have to know each other pretty well. And exactly. I don't think this random assortment of people is not, not the, the place to do it. Along with having a pot. I don't know the whole thing. I don't, winter house is. All right. Well, let's something. just move on to Potomac. Um, oh. I, seriously there were multiple moments in the beginning of this like i'm like the having to discuss it where like my stomach turned um okay so they talking about swallowing was one thing yes then i actually kind of agree with candace i think i'd rather get peed on than swallow because you can just take a (laughs) shower you take a shower and it's done then ashley girl i usually love ashley darby and i think i usually have a, a little bit of a bias for her that was the most repulsive thing I've ever heard in my life. That she I was, waits. I can't even, I can't finish it. I, can't. I also like just died that Karen's like, Ashley, that's imprisonment. <laughs> like, it is. She doing? said, your mouth is hostage or something. I'm like, yes, that's disgusting. Until that's- they fall asleep. Like, oh my Lord. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, But this is the opposite. We have Salt Lake where. Yeah. Someone getting asked the last time they had sex was and they're like oh, so deeply offended. So yeah. deeply offended. And here we have women like just talking getting about whether on. they spit or swallow or would you rather on. swallow or get peed on? Oh my god. I think get peed on. I agree. Yeah. Ooh. It's just a I mean, point. I want it would have to be in the shower, but I really neither, but because you made me pick, I yeah. But also like, I mean, maybe not for you as much, but like as a boy mom, I've been peed on multiple times. Like, not in a sexual way, obviously, but it's like, you're into me. Like, I'm in this phase of life where I'm like, meh, whatever. I'll just take a shower, wash my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that we're I would be talking about it, it I was think... like on the bed, though, because if I had to do laundry and do all the sheets and then change the sheets. No, I would not do it in a bedroom setting. It would have to be like in the shower, shower only. But swallowing. Yeah, no, not that kind of Betty. Not that kind of Betty. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. All right. Also, I just want to point out, I have had a couple friends that make this comment too. I just want to put it out there. Anybody who, um, I feel like it happens more in like your early 30s. You start having this, like, if you're not already married and have a kid, you have this concept of like, oh, if I could have boy, girl, twin, like a twin, that's a boy and a girl, get one of each and knock it out in one pregnancy. That would be so great. Um, I know people that have like a twin that's a boy and a girl. And um, I, I can't say from experience, my sister has a boy, girl, twin set. Um, so I, you know, I didn't go through it, but I, I lived a lot of it. 
that is, I don't think that's really what people be wanting. I just think it's funny that like, there's this like idea that that's like the ideal sitch. Like, yeah, thank you. It's very naive. It's like all the things that you say in parenting that you would never do. Oh, I I would never let my kid watch TV. No, I'm not that mom. And then we all become that person. Yeah, Yeah, but it just makes me laugh because Candace was like, me too. And I was like, man, these are coming from people. Mm -mm. Okay, so I have to admit, I get why Robin is confused with Candace. So Candace is wearing – so they're having um, a get-together. or This is like – A post-party, after-party. Candace is like – or sorry, Robin – I'm getting all my things mixed up. Candace is wearing Robin slippers. And meanwhile, like a week earlier, Candace was talking shit on Robin. And Robin's kind of like, what the hell is going on here? Like I side with Robin on this. I totally agree with her on that. That's very confusing. But I think Robin, this is where we want to see more of this from you. And it could be a processing. I'd be like, okay, so why are you wearing my slippers when yeah. you just talk shit on me, like that's a perfect opportunity to ask that. Type you're coming of in my room. We're gonna kiki. We're opening champagne. You're wearing my slippers. And what was really weird is that before she left, she was like, "Robin, we need to have a talk. It's time." And it's like, okay, well, like I'm glad we're doing this on your timeline. It just was very bizarre. I agree. Um, then we get to everyone was supposed to be painting vaginas, and actually, Which who wants to do that? That's weird. No, I don't want to paint vaginas. No, honestly, good for them for derailing that whole yeah. activity by getting. I would the Robin much rather go to a distillery to find out they don't serve beer, beer or wine. <laughs> I was like, oh, ladies, I love you. Um, Karen had an iconic moment with a prop, even where she with the bonnet. Um, it was cracking me up. I like. I'm like, Robin, there's so many ways that you are not doing yourself any favors. You are going to say to all these women who don't trust Juan, who thinks Juan's cheating on you, who think you're holding back information. And now you're going to claim, well, you didn't read the DM because you didn't care. And Juan deletes things quickly off his phone. That's not a red flag. That is choosing to be stupid and choosing to be ignorant, in my opinion. That's like, literally, I think... For Robin, it's much easier to not know than to know the actual truth yeah. of what's happening. To her. Ignorance is bliss, and she's just but be it's ignorant. stupid. I'm yeah. like, how can you not read the DM? Like, if that were you, would you read the DM? I mean, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he deletes everything, like maybe we'll do a poll just to prove how crazy this is. But I do not delete shit until I'm out of space. Like, I'm not going through text messages and deleting. Now, I do know there's, like, a feature where you can have it, like, where text messages over 30 days old will delete. And, like, some people do that to, like, have storage available. I don't because I did that not to, like, make it sound, like, really sad or whatever. And then I unexpectedly lost my father. And I had stuff from the last 30 days, but I didn't – I couldn't go way back. So I would just say be cautious with that because you might want those texts one day. But I'm a little bit more now on the other end where I like I keep every single text. Like I think I can probably delete like the stuff from like DoorDash, letting me know my food's available. But I, I mean, I don't delete hu- until I have to. No, and and my like, husband said he's deleting everything immediately. That is so suspicious. It's so fucking weird. So we'll do a poll about that. But going back to Karen's confessional, because I have an audibly laugh so fucking hard where she's like, because Robin's like, what do you want from me? And starts like standing up. So then we have the juxtaposition of Karen talking about her being a polygamist and like just following her leader and put your bonnet bonnet. on. I mean, coming off the, off the heels of Salt Lake in the bonnets, I was like, chef's kiss. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you, Karen. Um, you guys know I'm obsessed with her. But uh, okay, so after all of this, they split up into twos. Half the group is going to distillery and half are boot shopping. I about died. So Mia has really grown on me in the sense that she throws daggers in like such a subtle way. So the women are outside drinking their whiskey and there's a bird. It's like, caw, caw. It was like a black crow. Yes. And Mia just looks at Wendy. It's like, is that your mama? I, first of all, I actually think this isn't Wendy the way she is, but I think it was like very funny and like kind of almost in a way like playing like, I don't think your mom is doing dark magic. It's a joke. And Wendy was like, don't do that. Like she got so mad that it almost is like, you are so triggered by this so quickly. Like, is your mom doing dark magic? But also, on the other hand, it's like, Wendy, honey, your mom is calling me a crater face. Like, if she's asking if this is, like, your mama, like, oh, you have to, okay, no, bitch, and, like, move on. Like, let's not do that. So, I don't know. I just didn't. I I, I, I just found Mia funny. feel like I need to clarify because she starts, like, crying and saying, like, Catholics pray to shrines and her mom's, like, you know, such a great Catholic and has raised her so well. Okay. The way it was said, though, that she's going to send her name to a shrine, that's not the intent and the way Catholics pray to shrines. That's why I was like, this is like really weird to me as a Catholic. So there is like Catholics really like um, put Mary up on like a higher pedestal um, because, you know, she gave birth to Jesus and, you know, it was an immaculate conception, all the things. So you pray for healing or you pray for usually it's like specific. Like I know a lot of people will light a candle for a friend that's trying to get pregnant or like, but like you would never say it as like a threat. So that's the part of me that's like, I, she's kind of picking and choosing weird pieces of this that like, yeah, it's like, like I, yeah. Wendy's pride is going to be her self-sabotage. I think there's so many instances where she could have like with NECA, like just apologized and moved on, but her apology, like just own your shit. She's just her, pride and stubbornness is what's going to be her downfall through the remainder of the season and the reunion because she can't just admit to one thing like knowing yeah like oh okay like just own like that's an easy piece okay and she threw out first of all i agree with with giselle when she threw out that neca wasn't there because neca was smoking crack i (laughs) talk about a geriatric millennial phrase i haven't heard smoking crack since like 2002 like no i like how giselle's like i don't think people are doing that anymore like people aren't smoking crack yeah let's oh. not go there let's not go there but because that used you, to be like the thing you smoking crack but yeah. like yeah it's like up there with the yo mama jokes like yeah no it's just no let's not do that but the one thing i will do and i really appreciated seeing was T'Challa. Shout out to T'Challa. That, that, like that scene will never get old. No. With the <laughs> the so bird great. was amazing. Okay. Something else that won't get old. And let's wrap up this with Potomac. So they're all at dinner. And this is what I love to see the women having fun. They're calling out who still has a verified Twitter check. Basically, they're claiming you paid for that because X or whatever the fuck it's called. Took it away re- from everyone. Took it away yeah. from everyone. And you had to pay for it. And they're like, Karen, you have it. You you're paying for it. And she's like, like, we can see how you got it. That's the best part. Like, we can check. We can see. So she hands her phone and like basically she 
like they pulled up her Apple Pay. They're like, yeah. Paying. And then they go, she's paying monthly. Like, that was the best part. It was amazing. She's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, bitch, because you have to have face ID for your Apple Pay to yeah. go through. That's what I would have said as someone who uses it a little too much. You have to use face ID. So you know what you're paying for. But I just love, I love the grand dame. But so I mean, good. Potomac, some people aren't loving this season, but I get moments like some of these snippets in this episode and it's like, oh, I love it. I love it. And we love all of you. Um, before we get into our spiel, though, we need to do our shout out. And I want to give this week's shout out. Um, Vanessa posted a really great tweet and we got some really sweet messages from people that who have gone through this about um, check on your friends this holiday season or reach out to your friends who are going through a divorce. Um, maybe this is their first Christmas not having their kids. Um, so I want to give a shout out to anybody who is going through a divorce this holiday season, whether it's your first Christmas alone or you've done it before. Um, I'm sure that's really hard. I hope you have friends that are encouraging you to come over. Um, and if you have someone in your life going through that, um, invite them over. It doesn't have to be they're there while your kids open up gifts, but invite them over for dinner or invite them over for you know, breakfast afterward, afterwards or something. Um, so shout out to everyone going through a divorce this holiday season. I'm going to give my shout out to Miss Taylor Swift. I'm it's shocked her by birthday, this. Taylor Allison Swift. Shout out to the hater who left us a message. I was necessarily trying to get this person Shout out to McTag too for the snake emojis because I spoke negatively of her. Listen. For people you admire and love, and like anybody in life, you can have criticisms. But on the birth of Miss Taylor Ann Swift, I'm celebrating her accomplishments. Get on, girl. She reinvigorated the Kansas City economy, <laughs> and for that, I'm thankful. So shout out to Taylor. Did you and- figure out what plate where they had her party at? Could you tell based off the TMZ footage? Uh, where her birthday party? Mm-hmm. They like just posted from it last night. Oh, last night? It wasn't Kansas City. Oh, Did they you... posted footage today of her birthday party in Kansas City. Because Brittany oh, Mahomes I didn't was, think... was running out drunk, and so was Mama Kelsey. So maybe it was from this weekend. Yeah, it must have been from this week. Okay, I will look. But she loves a Miracle Pop-Up bar. Yes, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. If you're like, why is she going to, like, what's they are the Miracle Pop-Up? They're very cute. We have two of them here. There's two different locations. So she's been to two of them. And hopefully I'll bump into her. But thank you mm-hmm. for the snake emoji. Love you. All right. Well, we really do love you all. Um, Please, if you haven't done so already, hit five stars, subscribe. And if you have 30 seconds, leave a written review. We are so appreciative and thankful for it. And with that, have a great day or don't. The choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.